This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. As you know, we have been going through the top 10 theology stories of 2023. According to Colin Hansen, we've been Counting them down in David Letterman fashion, going from 10 down to number one. And today we will be looking at number two and one on Colin Hansen's list. And the first is that chat GPT thrills, frightens, text futurists. And I am going to begin with my great confession. Mm. I have not used chat GPT and the likelihood of me doing so probably is slim to none. That there you go. Two of us. That's, so, well, let's let's make it three. But uh, I think I, I'm, a, I'm a late I'm a late joiner to new things because I I don't want to die on that hill when it comes. <laughs> We're all going to die. We, in that we may not be the most well informed group because that's going to be four for four. Four for four. Four for four. Excellent. But I grew up in the 90s with all of the AI Terminator movies so I just got a built in fear of anything that says AI in front of it okay okay here it is yes I've been waiting for this moment for a long time Ryan Hemphill on his soapbox we need to all go never mind I won't recommend you go watch Terminator but why are we messing with AI I mean that's my own personal take I mean it's just it, it really can't the the idea that we could control it and the idea that it would never be used for nefarious purposes mm-hmm. and one video i just watched that really kind of shocked me it was a presentation that was done this guy was had the little drone was flying around and it was actually being controlled by ai it had cameras and sensors on it little tiny drone and he would try to reach for it it would back away it would go away from him so it was kind of anticipating his movements but then he did hold out his hand and it was able to land and then he gave some little snippet about you know what it does and all that stuff and then he said Here, here's one example of how it could be used so he takes it and he just throws it over the audience and it takes flight and you can see through its camera and there's a mannequin there that it zooms up on and it flies straight through it or for it flips over its top and hits it in the forehead and there's this loud bang and then there's a hole in the mannequin's forehead there's actually an explosive charge like on the top of it that was enough to kill someone so there's a live demonstration of what ai can do and it's already being produced i mean i don't know how many of those things? Maybe, maybe I'm getting on my conspiracy theorist soapbox here. This is the but moment I, I just know that don't, our listeners I just don't think it's for. a good idea. I just don't think it's a good idea. Yeah. For years. We want dumb machines. That's that's my take. We want stupid machines. Yes. Uh, Hanson points out that I think for us, the, the thing that 
is important is the way that it seemed to capture public attention. He points out that it, not since the iPhone's introduction in 07, and I remember that announcement, has AI just something like AI captured the cultural milieu and just gotten mm-hmm. everyone's attention. Everyone's thinking about it. I know we've got a couple teachers in our, in our church and this became an issue very quickly within mm-hmm. the semester where students right. were using the the program to write essays um, mm-hmm. and to do the bulk of the work. And then would go back and do a little bit of self editing where they were intelligent and where they were not, they just submitted chat GPT's work. Right. Um, so well, I, think, I think for some people, some people that I've talked to have said, well, this is so helpful. It saves me so much time. I yeah. can type in, a question it does all this research for me mm-hmm. and it's producing a product that is good that is time-saving for me so i understand that 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 argumentation i understand that perspective i have been influenced good or bad by neil postman's book technopoly mm-hmm. i don't know if anybody has read mm-hmm. that book mm-hmm. it's one of the most transformative books that i've ever read in my life mm-hmm. came out uh, about 20 <clears throat> some years ago right? oh, it was a long time ago i don't remember the exact date but he makes the argument, and I think powerfully so, that technology is never neutral mm. and that technology always affects our humanity. Mm-hmm. And Well, it's produced by our humanity, and we know something about our humanity. It's fallen. I mean, as theologians, we say we're, we're fallen humanity. We don't come into the, this world. We're not born into this world uh, a neutral state. Mm-hmm. Um, we we come and we're born in sin, and and sin affects every faculty of us. So when you take that and you say and you say artificial intelligence is only putting what we put into it, uh, well, we're putting into it a certain amount of sinful proclivity. Mm-hmm. And I, I think too, like with this, how it develops and how quickly it's progressing. You know, I think just from a, a civil standpoint with enforcement of laws and in our judicial system, I mean, I think in reality, video evidence, audio recordings, pictures, that's all out the window. I mean, because AI can actually, and chat GP can actually make images, make videos that look real. And how are you going to well, prove well, some, whether or not yeah. it's fake or not? Yeah, some legislatures are trying to say, hey, you can't use artificial intelligence in order to make a, a campaign information. The reason being is, is you, you, could, you can put words into anybody's mouth. You can, mm-hmm. you can create that image and have them say something. Now you have a real difficulty in discerning what is true and what is false. I, I do think that there's... You know, everybody wants to get information faster. We live in an information age, and you know there are some there are some things that you know. I mean, I mean, Google has made um, most of our lives uh, a lot better in the sense that we can look up information, be able to filter through some of that. Sometimes we get information and <coughs> we want to say, where did that? What what is the source for that? And so maybe there's a way in which that artificial intelligence gives us the original source for that, you know, because it can find it faster than we can. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, what I would say is that technology, like anything else, is a servant, not a master. And unfortunately, we are quick to enslave ourselves to a whole mm-hmm. variety of things. I just think this is just another item to add to a list of things that we'd be tempted to turn to for our Really too much, too much in all different categories. And so I, I would just say with anything, just be mindful that it's it's only good if it's a servant, servant, yep. not that which controls you. Right. 
Number one on Colin Hansen's list is the Hamas attack on Israeli military and civilian receives unexpected support. I think everybody's aware of the attack on, back in the early part of October that started that what now has become a war of Israel against um, Hamas and, and really into a region that was occupied by Palestinians, and it's been quite an ordeal. Um, a whole myriad of opinions on this, right? I mean, you see protests all over the United States, both pro-Israel, anti-Israel. Um, so here you go, guys. Weigh in on, on this particular theological, political, military um, issue. Yeah, we, we talked about the, the attack, I think, back in the fall. I, what 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 Hansen points out in his article is the the shocking amount of support it's received across, particularly the United States, where mm-hmm. there have been protests. Not um, there have been anti-Israel protests, particularly on college campuses, um, that have been not not just pro-Palestine but also anti-Israel mm-hmm. and that anti-Semitic. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, where it, where it just it goes and it begins to attack the 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 Semite in your own college and campus and harass them. Yeah, the the aggressor and the attackers of Hamas are are, are seeing uh, support uh, here on that side, and, that, and that's the shocking part. And that that's really uh, that's really one of the results of the the breaking down of culture and society into two categories the oppressor right. and the oppressed right so that israel somehow becomes the oppressor of the palestinians and so anything the palestinians do is free of any moral consequence mm-hmm. the the attack is 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 an act of an oppressed person against their oppressor and therefore is free of moral judgment it, it, it's it's basically the problem of critical theory yes and, yep. you know that as you pointed out oppressor and oppressed and it's really living in the moment rather than living in history yeah uh, you know people living in the moment and making a decision on a moment rather than a decision and that moment shifted and that moment shifted from the attack of hamas now to the retaliation of uh, the of, of israel on on those Hamas people, so so they're living in they're living from moment to moment, from moment to moment. Yep. And then intertwined in all of this is the theological discussion that is connected to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are political, military issues in, involved, but there are also then imported into that theological considerations about the promises of God in His Word regarding Israel and what do those mean and it it creates just a jumbled mess for some people mm-hmm. yeah and and added you'll have to add into that just war theology you know is there a ju- is is there a is there a just war is it is it just to protect your family is it just to protect your neighbor is it just to protect your nation uh, you know do you have is there a just uh, reason for for doing this and so it's not just it's not just a person's uh, millennial position. It's also it. It comes back to: Are you going to? Are you a pacifist about everything? I, you guys, just jump in and, and feel free to completely disagree. My position on all of this is that Hamas, no matter how you 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 frame it, how you consider the interaction of Israel and Palestine over the last whatever number of years. Hamas did something that was morally wrong mm-hmm. in their attack. Now, I think there can be healthy conversation and discussion about what is an appropriate response of Israel. 
Um, so I think there can be disagreement about um, not the fact that they have the right to defend themselves, because I believe that they do. I think there can be healthy disagreement about the scope of their response. And I and I com- would hopefully that we could have uh, that dialogue. However, my next step would say, I don't believe, however, that our belief about the millennium should come into how we approach this geopolitical situation, that we should evaluate this on the merits of it, of what is happening in time and space historically. Mm-hmm. And I think there's way too many people attached to the church that are basically saying we need to take a position based upon our theological view about Israel. And I think we need to step back and say, no, I think we need to evaluate how the the events play out just like we would if we're dealing with Brazil or Portugal or whatever else in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that you can actually reduce it even smaller than that. You can even look at you know you look at the fact that there we we build prisons for a reason. You know, and we you know there is there's a there's a realm of capital punishment, there's a realm of long-term incarceration. Uh, there's there's penalty for and you have to develop an understanding of that uh, nationally as well. Mhm. Well, we appreciate you staying with us through the top 10 theological issues, uh, stories of 2023. We are excited in the days to come. We are going to shift and, and move towards uh, a look at what something what we've been talking about really since September, um, this great de-churching um, that is occurring in society. So that's a little tease for what you're going to hear in the time to come. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.